Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. Something to consider. In the day and age that we live, and from the time that the printing press was invented, and of course language was able to be read and studied out of what was printed, printed page or a printed book, a printed letter, uh, a printed copy of something. Lots of information is and can be gathered from books. Of course, today, electronically, books can store that same information in a laptop, in a phone, in a a computer, uh, in a tablet, many different forms, different ways. Or one can actually get a hardback book, a paperback book, uh, or you can just simply get its form uh, in in a Kindle and read it out of there. The, the thing I'm striving at and looking at is that information now can be processed and printed or it can be stored, it can be saved. Information can be gathered and collected and then used either for the present moment uh, or stored for future use. Now, if we were to consider books and consider what the Bible has to say about books, the book, the Bible itself is a collection of roughly 66 books, some 40-some authors across a span of thousands of years that they were written. And of course, they all agree. They come to a conclusion and uh, they bring us and tell us the story of God and man himself. Now, if we were to look at both the Old and the New Testament, we find that there are books that are mentioned. There is one specific book that is called the Book of Life. There are the books, the people's lives that have been written out. We've mentioned this a little bit before. If God, before I was created, created a book about myself, about yourself, about us, and therein are written the things that you know he th- he thought or he saw that were his purpose for us. Then they are written. Then of course there are the actual things that we have done or have not done that we have said or not said. The things that we have thought or not thought that are actually written down. So we have to ask questions: Who's doing all this writing? How is it being stored? And where is it being kept until the final day that these books or book are open for our lives? Now let's look at the book of Exodus chapter 32, verse 32. What we're looking at here is just the beginning of something that is mentioned for the first time. And it says, now, yet now. Let me give you the background story. The people of Israel, after Moses had gone up, God had come down on the cloud, the big old sound of the trumpets and the lightning and the thunders, and Moses had gone up to the mountain with the tablets of stone uh, to receive the law. And uh, the people got tired of waiting for Moses 
He had been up there a long time, so they convinced Aaron to make him a molten calf. Uh, one of the one of the gods that they got accustomed to worshiping throughout their their history. And they did, so they sinned a great sin, and God is ready to wipe them all out. Uh, he's been dealing with them already for for a while. He had gotten them out of Egypt. And uh, now he begins to explain to them the, the, the purpose of uh, annihilating or disassociating with them. And and uh, basically making out of Moses a new nation, and uh, that's basically the background where we're at. So Moses is interceding on behalf of the people. He's standing between them and full judgment, the full judgment of God, the wrath of God that can come upon them. Yet now, if thou will forgive their sin, he's asking, Lord, I'm asking you. They've committed adult uh, uh, idolatry, and in committing idolatry and worshiping this calf, they have violated your first commandment of not making any molten, any graven images of anything, not having any other gods before you. Uh, he says, if you will forgive their sin. Now, if not, blot me out, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou has written. So right here, Moses reveals unto us an extraordinary concept, a thought, that God has a book. It is his book, which he has written, according to this. And Moses said, my name and people's names are either in or not in that book. They're either written in or they're canceled out of that book. Now the question that we asked earlier is where is this book stored? How is it kept? Who is in charge of it? And it's interesting because this book is not brought out until the day of judgment when the wicked stand before him and they are judged out of the books and the book that is before him, that according to the book of Revelation. But uh, we'll get there eventually. So let's back up a little bit more. Let's go to Exodus 32, 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Now, of course, the word for book that is used here in the in the scripture is the word writing whatever proper writing he has or uh, a document well we can look at it as uh, uh, something that is also uh, a register something that can be a letter something that can be evidence or something that can be a scroll uh, that is opened up and it can be written on either one and or both sides. In the book of Revelation, we find that it's written on both sides. So as each seal is broken and things are read, then of course uh, we find what God 
has said. The reading of the book of Revelation basically is the reading also of a book that was in the hand or a scroll that was in the hands of the Lamb of God that is given that is actually opened up. So we get to get a glimpse of what that book contains. Of course, that's not the book of life. That's another book that is mentioned. And then, of course, we had said that there are the books that were open, talking about all of what people have done, what people have said, what people have thought, or have not thought, or have not said that they should have done, or they should have said. So here the Lord tells Moses, If the people have sinned against me, I will blot them out of my book. It sounds that for this sin that they had committed, there was like, immediately there was going to be no atonement. That's it. You know, you made another God. You have another God other than me. Uh, uh, I'm going to erase you out of that book. It doesn't say he's going to erase us. He's going to erase our name out of that book. So yeah, we may still continue living here on this earth, but we're no longer written in that book. Now, in Psalm 56, verse 8, it says, Thou telleth my wanderings. Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Here the psalmist, he's asking a question. Look, you know where I have been. You know where I am going. You know my exiles, you know my wanderings, my ins and outs, my sitting downs, my getting up. You know everything. You know the pain, you know the hurt, you know the suffering. You have seen every single one of my tears as they come out of my eyes. They're even in your bottle. My wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Actually, he's asking uh, for something to be done. Are they not in thy book? So once again, we have the mention of a book that is here. Uh, we would we would seem to wonder or, or, or think that God knows everything. Why would he need a book? As we said, books tell a story. Books are written, and it's something that somebody can see, somebody can read. Uh, both uh, for past or present or future uh, use. And the scripture says, you know my condition, you know the hurts, you know the pains, you know the aches. In fact, these things are written in your book. Are they not in thy book? Let's look at another book, Psalm 69, verse 28. This the psalmist says, let them be blotted out of thy book of the living and not be written with the righteous. So here the psalmist is talking about evidently something that has been happening, something that has gone uh, amidst or uh, is not favorable. And he says, you know, get these people out of your book. So once again, uh, we see that there is books and a specific book. Of course, later on we do find that it is called in the New Testament the book of life. 
If your name is written on it, then of course you will have eternal life. If your name is not in that book, there is no eternal life for you. It would be almost like a guest list. Uh, or it would be a roster of something. Of those that are citizens of heaven and those that are not. So if your name <clears throat> is found there, then it's there. If it's not, then we have issues. Now Jesus talked about when his disciples had come back from casting out devils and uh, doing all kinds of work in in his name. He had sent them out in groups. And uh, first he sent out the 12 and then he sent out 70. And they came back to him. They came back to tell him uh, how things had gone, how things were were going. And the scripture says that they told him, Look, we have cast out devils in your name. They're subject, they submit themselves unto us. Starting in Luke ten seventeen, it says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. Through thy name. And he said unto them. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold I give you power. To tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by shall any means hurt you. Notwithstanding. In this rejoice not. In other words, don't don't be overwhelmed that yes, the devils are are cast out, you know, when 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 uh, you deal with them, and that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So it must be here he's talking about they're written in a book that is in heaven, not necessarily here on earth. So we see the importance of there is a record or records that are being kept of us and what the blood of Jesus has done in our lives. If God will remember our sins no more, if God has blotted them out when we have come to Christ Jesus and he has placed them and put them in the depths of the farthest part of the sea, and will not bring them back up to memory. Then there are things that will not be in the book against us. There will be things that are written in the book. Where we have uh, allowed ourselves to let God do his will in us. And that's why we can understand a little bit. Of when Jesus says I've come in the volume of the book as it is written of me. To do your will. He knew what was written in the Torah. He knew what was written in the Psalms. He knew what was written by the prophets. And he found himself there where it was written of him. Of so many things including that he is the Lamb of God. That was slain before the found. He found himself there. He found himself there. And he spoke of himself to the disciples. When he said and he mentioned uh, when the Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Hebrews concerning this. And when it was written in the Psalms 
that he comes according to what is written in the volume of the book. Well, consider this. Not everybody's an avid reader. Not everybody likes to read. But there's one thing that we must not be lacking in. And that is in reading, studying, and knowing what God has said, what he is saying, and what he will speak unto us. It is of the utmost importance in our daily lives. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. It's his written form for us to be able to grasp his thoughts, his ways, and what he has planned for us. In Jesus' name, amen.